What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and it's been a couple of days since the last episode. Uh, I actually want to talk about what happened during one of the in-person interviews uh, before I get into the rest of this episode. So I was doing an in-person interview with one of the coaches. The video shot properly. Everything was good. We talked from like 8 p.m. to about, I want to say, 11 o'clock, right? And, you know, we were done with the conversation, whatever. And I checked my laptop software and I realized that it said recording the entire time and it actually never recorded. So there was some kind of glitch within the software. So I was super upset, obviously, because we just wasted about three hours uh, not really wasted. We still had some good conversations, but obviously wasn't able to actually have that on a pod. Um, so we had to reschedule. I actually ordered some different equipment, which is what you're hearing me record on now. Uh, I actually got my hands on one of these. It's called the Zoom Pod Track uh, P4. It's like a recording box. It has uh, multiple microphone channels. This one has four. Um, sounds like I'm doing an ad for this. This is going to be the first one I upload. So hopefully this is going to be even better because then I don't have to rely on my laptop, especially bringing it around to do in-person interviews is a big mission. Um, I actually was recording, uh, through Premiere Pro, right? Um, just, just to kind of skip some steps and then that way I can just edit straight from there. Uh, but instead I'm going to use the P4 here, uh, which records into a, an SD card and then I can put that SD card into the laptop and then edit the audio that way. Uh, just the logistics of not having to bring the laptop was a no brainer for me. So that's why I swapped to this. So hopefully this ends up solving a lot of problems. I don't have to bring so much equipment to interview people. Uh, but on this episode, uh, I want to get into some unfortunate injury news that we've gotten from teams in different paths, uh, some winning and some losing streaks that I want to quickly run through also. Um, I watched some grizzly bears devour some deer in Memphis. I'm talking about the Memphis Grizzlies destroying the Bucks 142 to 101. Uh, but I want to bring some things up about this game, right? Um, and I also want to talk about um, a new documentary on HBO, which is about Shaq, right? It's Shaq's new documentary. If you haven't watched it, I recommend it. Uh, even if you already know Shaq's story, if you know some of the some of the things about him. Uh, but without getting too delayed about all that, let's get right into it. So as I start this episode, I want to talk about, you know, some interesting, but obviously it, it is bad news, obviously. Um, this is just some injuries, right, that, that were, that I just want to mention here, uh, some important ones that we've gotten over the last couple of days, right? So I want to start with the Golden State Warriors, who are currently 14 and 15. They're on a two-game losing streak. They're 5-5 five and five out of their last 10 games. And Steph Curry injured his shoulder, right, uh, in, in, in his last game out. Um, it's, uh, they, they call it a shoulder subluxation injury, which is like his shoulder got like pushed back uh, from, I don't know, it looked like he was trying to rip the ball and his shoulder kind of like popped back. Um, it didn't look too good, but it looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, it could be two, it could be three, it could be a month. You never really know with this kind of stuff. And at this stage in their season, which hasn't been that great, 
Um, you know, the season's been a real roller coaster, right? I mean, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Clay Thompson's resting, right? There's just a lot of injuries. Um, and, you know, now you lose Steph Curry, which is really the horse that drives the team, right? So this is going to be an interesting uh, few weeks without Steph Curry to see where this team goes because this team could quickly be headed for a free fall. Um, and just lose and lose and lose, right? Like, this could get a lot worse. Um, now, obviously, these are the moments where the role guys, right, the second option, the third option, the fourth option players, they get all their chance, right? They get their chances uh, with more opportunities, right? But also, uh, Steve Kerr, right? His ability to coach without their best player, right? So we hear all the time, you know, Steve Kerr's a great coach. Steve Kerr's a great coach. And yeah, you know, he is a great coach and he's shown uh, how to win, right? Even even with talented rosters and sometimes guys in and out of lineups. Um, but yeah, this is another time for Steve Kerr to shine, right? So we'll see how he handles that. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that because obviously that's pretty much all I could really get into with the Warriors at this at this point. Um, you know, it, it hits them at a really bad time, you know, because like I said, they're on a two-game losing streak and they've, they're 500 out of their last 10 games and they're 14 and 15 right now, right? In, in a race that's very tight, these are the kind of things that really, really put you back. Um, I'm already seeing pictures of people posting Victor Wembenyama uh, alongside Steph Curry in a Warriors jersey, right? Like as if like they're gonna start tanking. Um, I'm sure those are jokes. I don't think people actually believe that. Um, but yeah, you know, moving on to the next, right? Uh, Kate Cunningham, right? We know he's out for the season with his injury. Um, so you know, I actually. It's crazy that I was talking about this uh, not too long ago, a couple of pods ago, when I was saying that, you know, I would put Jaden Ivey in that, like, maybe you bet on him for Rookie of the Year, but I always talked about how he shares responsibility with Cade Cunningham and how that could really affect um, his ability to, to put the stats up, right? Because he's, like I said, he's sharing the ball in that backcourt with Kate Cunningham. And this is Kate Cunningham's team as of now, right? Um, and I said that the only way that this would happen is in a universe without Kate Cunningham. Now, obviously, um, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't believe in curses or anything like that, but but obviously unlucky to hear the news that the injury is worse than what I guess uh, I thought uh, what the injury would be. And, you know, now he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, so this gives obviously the players that don't have a ton of opportunity to obviously same scenario with the Golden State Warriors, right? Kind of develop a little more. Um, obviously, they're probably not going to win many games um, now, right? They're just going to probably lose and lose and lose. Um, and, you know, just tanking for Wembenyama at that point. But at least you're getting more reps in for Jaden Ivey. You're getting more reps in for like a Jalen Dern, right? Um, and so that's just, you know, I mean, that's the only bright side you can really think about, right? Uh, your lottery odds are probably going to go up because you're going to lose a lot of games. And obviously, uh, Jaden Ivey is going to get a lot of reps. So for some of you Jaden Ivey guys like me also, uh, it's, it's a chance to really see him shine a little more, right? Unfortunately, it's because of an injury, which is never something you want to see. Um, you know, recently I see the Chicago Bulls here on my list to talk about, uh, Lonzo Ball potentially going to be out the rest of the season, right? Which we got in an update a couple of days ago. Um, it's not for sure. 
Um, but that's what it's looking like. Um, and it just leads me to kind of bring up what I was talking about the Bulls on that last pod um, in the last episode, which was, you know, these guys just need to tank. They just need to blow it up, hit the reset button, and figure out what they can do through the draft, right? Get some get some, get some, some trades going, right? See what you can get for Levine. See what you can get for DeRozan, Vucevic, different packages, you know, whatever it is you need to do. Start playing uh, your younger guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, start start to tank, right? That That's just how I see it. I know the Chicago Bulls fans probably don't want to hear that um, because it's a team that hasn't seen a lot of success in a long time. Um, obviously, last season was a good season for them, uh, but it was still underwhelming when they got to the playoffs. But, you know, it's just a kind of situation that just doesn't make sense right now, right? Uh, tanking is really the only thing that makes sense at the moment for that team. Um, I want to also talk about a big one right? That's going to be happening tonight uh, for the Boston Celtics, right? This one is not really, it is injury related, but it's not a player that just got injured, right? This is news that we're getting that Robert Williams is set to make his return, right? Set to make his return against the Orlando Magic tonight, right? Which is going to be super interesting to see how this looks since they've already been so good, right? Like they've been amazing this year. They've had some, you know, some bad losses here and there, but that happens along the way, right? Um, But, you know, we're going to get an interesting, he's probably going to be on a minutes restriction, right? I don't know what the plan is for him. I haven't really looked into that. Um, I just got the alert that it looks like he's going to be active for tonight's game against Orlando. So for any Celtics fans out there that are heavily anticipating Robert Williams' return, you have a chance to see him hopefully tonight, um, as long as nothing, you know, no game time decision type of thing happens. Um, so it's going to be cool. You know, I, I'm on the side of, Hey, it's only December. This team is way ahead of schedule. They're number one, they're the number one seed in the East. Uh, you know, they're winning a ton of games. They can be very patient with Robert Williams, right? No need to rush him back. So hopefully, you know, they, they, they bring him back slow, right? Hopefully this is the pace that's not, panic mode pace right because they they can they can risk losing some games if that's the case right like they can they can really take some chances I know I've said the races are tight but these guys are so ahead and this team is so good still right and they've been so good without him that if I'm the Celtics I'm definitely going to be cautious with Robert Williams a guy that's you know really hard for him to stay healthy uh throughout the years so uh I want to get into some winning and losing streaks right and I'm going to go through the streaks that are more than three games, right, to kind of keep this going smoothly and make it more significant, I guess. Um, So the Memphis Grizzlies, right, seven-game win streak after they just destroyed the Bucs. And I'm going to get into that game a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about that game. Um, It was a blowout, right? Um, But after beating the Bucs, right, they're 19-9, and 9-1 out of their last 10 games. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is putting up a block party, this dude is just, I mean, without Desmond Bain, right? Without Danny Green, um, it's just, this This is such a well-oiled machine and they're catching their stride and they're proving me wrong night in and night out because I was saying before the season started um, that they were going to take maybe, they were going to take some steps back, right? That, that was my prediction about this team. I thought that this team was going to you know, um, just come, come in with like that, that attitude that they think that teams are going to roll over. But I was super wrong about that. This team wants it more than everyone every night. Um, you know, they, they are really putting on a show. They look like a, like a, like a true contender. Um, you know, just like I said, just prove me wrong night in and night out. Uh, the next team, actually, I'm happy to see this, the New York Knicks, 
right? Um, Five-game win streak for this team, right? So they climb to sixth in the East, 15-13, and 13, six and four out of their last 10 games, right? And this comes after you hear some rumors, right? You can Google around, right? There were some rumors, some 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 things you don't know if they're true or not, uh, but that Tom Thibodeau supposedly uh, lost the locker room, right? Which is something you start to hear when teams start to lose games and things like that, or, or a coach has been around for a while with the same team. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case, right? Like uh, they look to be getting their stride and... While I've watched a few Knicks games this season and had some concerns about the spacing, and I still do, right? I still have my concerns about the spacing. Hopefully, this is something that stays solid, right? Because I always like to think that it's good for basketball when the New York teams are playing well, especially the Knicks, right? Just a his- uh, just a historic franchise that's been around forever, right? Um, big fan base, obviously, huge market, one of the biggest in the league, if not the the, the most valuable, I think. I think it's the most valuable franchise in the NBA right now. Um, and actually, uh, I just want to talk about this since I'm on the topic of the Knicks. Uh, my cousin sent me a DM, you know, he asked me, and the reason I bring these little side conversations up is because maybe some people are wondering the same thing, you know, so I guess I'll be answering a question if, if you guys are thinking the same thing. So my cousin DM me, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. I think he was watching the Knicks. He was watching Evan Fournier. He messaged me. He said, Hey man, you know, uh, this guy, Evan Fournier, like what's, what's his deal, right? Like he's supposed to be a sharpshooter. Um, he, but he's not sharp shooting, right? Like, so that's what he sees. And I tell him, well, you know, he is a streaky shooter, right? Really good player from France. Uh, he is a sharp shooter, right? He is known to be a streaky shooter, but I also explained to him that he is also in a situation where the spacing isn't the best. So like when you're the only, uh, true threat from three, technically, right? You're like one or two of the only threats, on, on, a, on, a, on a roster, like of five people out there on the court, really easy to hone in on you defensively, right? Because now you can just keep track of him, right? You're not worried about uh, Julius Randle as much, right? Shooting from three. You're not too worried about R.J. Barrett shooting threes. You're not, I mean, you are, you are concerned about a, a Jalen Brunson shooting threes maybe, right? But it's not like an elite threat from three, right? Mitchell Robinson, obviously, is someone that's down low. And a lot of other guys that don't that don't really, you know, shoot threes like that, right? Not elite shooters. So when you're one of the only real weapons on a team, really easy to hone in on you defensively, right? So so that's something that I was trying to explain to him, you know, and he understood. And, and I also told him, you know, it could be, you know, he's just not having a good season, right? Like, like that, there's a bunch of factors, right? It could be um, the New York market is affecting him. It could be uh, whatever is going on behind closed doors. There's a million things, but some of the more obvious things to see is personnel, right? Like if, if you're the only weapon out there, like I said, the only shooting threat, well, teams are going to are gonna be able to prioritize on you a lot more than if you're surrounded by a couple more shooters, right? That can, that can cause some, some confusion when you're defending. Um, and I want to move on to the next New York team, actually, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Four game win streak. They're fourth in the East right now, 17 and 12, eight and two out of their last 10 games. The Nets are picking up a stride and I haven't been watching them play recently. Um, so I'm not sure what the difference is right now. Um, but what I can tell you is when a team like this with 
the superstar names, Kyrie Irving, you know, you, you obviously you hear a Ben, the, the Ben Simmons name, right? Obviously the, the best player on the team, Kevin Durant, um, you know, it's, it, you give these guys, they start to get some confidence. This team starts to build confidence around each other and you're going to start to see things shift potentially, right? Because, because now the team plays with a swagger, right? Now this team is playing with a, with a chip on their shoulder almost, right? Like proving people like wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, you guys thought this season was over here we are now um you know fourth in the east 17 and 12 right so awesome to see um i don't have much to say because i haven't been watching the nets uh and i keep it 100 on this podcast i'm not going to talk like i don't know what i'm saying um so yeah that's as much as i as i'm willing to get into about the nets uh shout out to the new york teams for for climbing up the rankings and and getting some games under their belt right on the win column uh the orlando magic right four game win streak Obviously, a team that's still in the Wembenyama race, right? So if you're a Magic fan, that's not something you really have to worry about too much. Um, you don't have to worry about your team winning once in a while, right? Like, the lottery odds have changed, right? Like, the rules. So it's not like you win a game or you win five games and, and you're out of the race, right? Like, you know, it, it's the rules are set in a way that the, the amount of wins they have, I think they have like nine wins right now. Um, let me actually check. So I can be accurate about this. So yeah, 9 and 20, right? So very much in this race, right? You're looking at Detroit, 8 and 22. You're looking at Charlotte, 7 and 21. These teams well within that Wembenyama sweepstakes. Uh, you're looking at OKC, 11 and 17. San Antonio, 9 and 19. Uh, the Houston Rockets, 9 and 19. Charlotte Hornets, they're all hovering along the same lines, right? And speaking of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, uh, well, I'll get to that, right? I'll get to that. So the Wizards, right? Uh, eight game losing streak. Holy cow, right? But is that a surprise? No, right? It's not even a surprise. Like I'm bringing this up because it's a big losing streak. It's the biggest one on the list of teams right now on the standings. Uh, 11 and 18, one and nine out of their last 10 games. And as bad as it makes me feel for the Wizards fans, do you guys like... I'm sure you guys aren't even surprised about this, right? Like, I I was, I remember a brief conversation uh, with one of the coaches for the Broward Legacy Basketball Program that I partner with. And I I noticed that um, I, I, I was telling him like, hey, you know, the Wizards, they're going to be the Wizards. It is what it is. And I remember him telling me, well, they might surprise you this season. And I was thinking, well, that would be, a, I mean, if they do surprise me, um, it would have to be like, I don't know, like a sixth seed. Because being an eighth seed wouldn't surprise me for this team, right? Like, they, you know, you have Bradley Beal, you have Chris Tapps Porzingis, you have Kyle Kuzma. You have some offensive firepower, right? So it is, it is doable, right? But the team just isn't deep. And that's where they run into problems. Team's just not deep. Um, you know, and the funny thing about that, now that we're on the Kuzma topic, um, how have you guys seen the rumors about the Lakers now pursuing Kyle Kuzma? Like what a what a what a disaster, what a mess the Lakers are. You know, you you trade Kuzma away, and now if you do try to get him back, if they want Kuzma back, right, they they would have to now give up picks just to get him back. So it's like you trade him away and now you're going to have to lose picks to get him. If they make that move, that just shows how stupid 
things are being run over there, right? For the Lakers. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to even talk too much about that because I don't even want to talk about the Lakers, to be honest. This is not a Laker pod. This isn't a Laker episode. Uh, nowhere in the show notes will it say this is about the Lakers, you know, but if you are a Laker fan and you hear this kind of stuff, you guys, you know, I hope that the common fan is smart enough to think, man, to think that we traded away Kuzma and then it's so bad for us or for the Lakers rather that that you the only way to like kind of repair that move is to give up your future again just to bring him back on the team. It's crazy. Uh but anyways, uh so the Hornets, right? Last team on this losing streak uh that I wanted to talk about. Uh six game losing streak, right? Worst record in the NBA, no surprise here. Lots of injuries, roster isn't good. They're just, you know, they're just praying that they can land right? The number one pick in the draft. That's pretty much what this is, right? Develop the young guys, get the number one pick in the draft uh, or two, you know, somewhere in the top three. Um, although, you know, at this point, it's 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 such a, it's a, it could be a deep draft, uh, but we know the most sought after picks are, are one, are one and two, right? Which, you know, it, it might sound stupid or simplistic to say something like that. Like, yeah, the best picks are one and two, right? But, but like, what I mean is, usually you can survive as a franchise, right? Knowing that you have, you know, a top five pick, top four pick. But the 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 sought after players are are so limited. What it seems like right now, I could be wrong. You know, I haven't been. I'm gonna be soon. Uh, covering some college talent. Remember, this is the All Things Basketball podcast, so I want to mix in a little bit of everything, right? Um, like I was doing before the season started. You know, I was covering how I felt about some prospects uh, before the draft. Um, I was covering Summer League, uh, which is obviously NBA. Um, but yeah, you know, I do want to mix in some things, right? Kind of talk about some players that stand out to me and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, these teams, the Rockets, OKC, the Spurs, the Magic, the Hornets, the Pistons, it's these are teams that are really fighting to get that those top two picks. Like one of those two picks, everyone wants Victor Wembanyama. Right, everyone wants Victor Wembanyama. It's he is nothing we've ever seen. I think that we all can agree to that. It's ridiculous. Um, and by the way, um, while I'm talking about Victor Wembanyama, I put a video on YouTube. Uh, I I don't know if you guys have been watching it. Uh, there's about 300 views on that video. It's been out for like 12 days or so, um, and there's about 300 views on that. So I'm happy about that. I think that's pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys have caught it. Uh, I've been putting the link in every episode in the show notes uh, to the YouTube channel or the YouTube video uh, for the Kevin Durant appreciation video. It's like five minutes. Uh, it's just me talking about appreciating KD while he's still playing in the league. Uh, and I made a little a little, you know, a little comment, uh, including Victor Wembenyama in that video. Um, I'm going to be doing another video, hopefully over the weekend. I'm going to try my best to put out another short video on YouTube. Um, this episode really, uh, I wanted to just highlight some headlines, some injury stuff, uh, because I've been really busy trying to reschedule these interviews in person. Um, and I did want to talk about, you know, at least some NBA things and drop a pod, uh, in the meantime. Right, because um, I didn't want too much time to pass. Uh, I like to have at least two episodes out a week as often as I can. And uh, yeah, uh, I actually want to get into the last part about this pod, which was 
just talk a little bit about the the HBO documentary uh, with Shaquille O'Neal. Um, so I think it's awesome. It's uh, I'm not done yet, right? I think I'm on episode three. I think there's four episodes right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's four. And I was watching it with my fiance, and it was it was awesome. Like it, it it's kind of a different documentary. Like he'll be talking about something. And the sound effects will play while he's talking, right? Like, like if he talks about uh, like breaking glass or something, you'll hear the glass shatter. Like, uh, he'll talk about um, there's like uh, there's like steam or something. Like, someone's coming out of a steam room. I think he was talking about his dad when a coach was coming to talk to his dad or something like that. I, mind you, I binged like three straight episodes, and each one is like, I think each one's like fifty minutes or something like that. Um, and I binged them really late at night. Um, and I was really tired by then, so um, I might actually have to give it a rewatch. But uh, basically, he, you'll see the steam start, like some some art, like some CGI steam, right? Like in the room, like while he's talking about this memory. Uh, it's just cool stuff like that, right? Um, but the most important thing is, you know, him talking about, uh, you know, his story, right? Like what we already know about him, but maybe some extra details. Um, I do want to say this, right? Obviously, it's about Shaq, right? And I noticed that he, and I was telling my fiance while we were watching, he kind of changes the story so often that you never know when he's really telling the story accurately, right? Like if you've ever seen um, on YouTube, uh, it's actually an NBA TV special. Um, they do, they've done a bunch of these episodes. It's called op- uh, Open Court right? It's where Ernie Johnson sits and it's usually Charles Barkley. And it's, it's basically, it's like the TNT crew. It's the NBA TV crew. They they mix in like a a bunch of ex NBA players. Um, if you haven't seen open court, highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's just a panel, right? They just talk, right? Ernie Johnson brings the topics up and they talk. It's a little dated, right? I don't think they've, they've come out with any recent open courts. Like a lot of these are like from like five years ago or whatever, maybe like a couple years ago. Um, but it's still fun to watch um, because sometimes you take a trip down memory lane in a sense, right? Like where they're talking about some things where you're like, wow, I can't believe that's that's what we thought back then about these teams, right? Um, but no, the conversations are actually really good. The, the show's actually really funny. Uh, but the point of this is Shaq has told some of these stories in those episodes on Open Court. And the stories are similar, right? But the essence of, of, of the story is what changes, right? Like on an episode of open court, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, um, I wish I could find it for you. There's just so many episodes, um, that I can't even like, I would, I I love playing audio for you guys. So you guys can hear it. Um, but man, the search I would have to go through, it would take me a long time. And so basically he was talking about, it was a series between the Portland trailblazers and the Los Angeles Lakers before the Lakers went to the finals. Right. Um, and they they were down 15. Right. To go into the fourth quarter and they go to the bench, whatever, like Phil Jackson calls a timeout or whatever it is. And the story when he was telling it in open court, he was saying that Phil Jackson said, oh, well, guys, you know, it was a good run this season. Uh, this team played better than us. So I guess we don't want it you know, uh, something along those lines. And he's like, I'll see you guys next season. And then Shaq was like, oh, hell no. You know, that's when we were all like, oh, hell no. And then we came together and we won that game, right? They, whatever it was. And then in this documentary, he says that Phil Jackson called the timeout 
he basically gave them like a, I don't want to ruin it because you guys should just watch the doc. Um, but yeah, he just, he kind of, he motivated them instead. Like he, he said something else. It was like, uh, I, I don't even know. I can't even, I can't even remember at this point because I binged so much of it. it I hate that I forgot. Um, but it was nothing along those lines of see you next season. It was nothing like that. Uh, and it might be a small thing, uh, but it bothers me because it's like when you're telling a story and and you tell the story once, and then you tell it again, and it's like a totally different thing in that sense, like like how something was sparked. It, it kind of makes you think like, okay, what really happened, you know? But in the documentary, you actually hear the audio uh, from the bench, right? So you hear what Phil Jackson was telling them in that timeout. So I guess that was the real story, right? Um, but yeah, other than that, um, it's a great documentary. Uh, you learn a lot, you know, uh, you, you get some Kobe scenes and things like that. Um, I guess like, obviously it's about Shaq. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, there's a little Penny Hardaway. They talk about the magic. They talk about college. They talk about him just growing up, right? Um, playing in in Texas, you know, playing in a, in an army base. Some of the things that we know about Shaq. I highly recommend you guys watch that. Uh, like I said, so far, I'm enjoying it. I give it a solid, like, I want to say 8 out of 10, maybe a 9. Um, if you guys agreed with me on the, on the Redeem Team documentary, which I gave a, I gave it a nine, um, and I rewatched it, and I wanted to bring it back to an eight, because I did feel like, you know, we didn't get a lot of, um, I don't know, I don't think, I think a lot was missed, like I said on that one episode where I reacted to that documentary, uh, so I probably reduced it back to an eight, but anyways, I don't want to ramble too much on this, uh, like I said, uh, hopefully, I will be working on a video, uh, where I do a voiceover and I do the video editing as well. I'm going to pick a player uh, and I'm going to run with it like I did with the Kevin Durant video. I'm going to try my best to drop it over the weekend. Um, and like I said, you know, apologies for no actual like a lot of game coverage uh, in this episode. It's 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 because I'm trying to get caught up with rescheduling all the interviews because of the technical difficulties that I unfortunately had to deal with. Um, but it looks like I, I'm liking this P4, this Zoom pod track P4. I'm really liking it. Um, you can actually hear the guests when you're plugged in, uh, when they're in person with you. So it's going to be a nice little swap. No more laptop things to record with, only editing. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.